I'll be in Jeremiah chapter 18. Good morning today. Largest attendance we've had since we moved into this building. So that's exciting. We have conflicting reports how many there were, but either way, it was the most. That's all that matters. <clears throat> that's not all that matters, but uh, it was good to see a good crowd good crowd this morning um, and excited to see what the Lord continues to do here for our church. I continue through Jeremiah and uh, this this afternoon we are here in Jeremiah 18. I'd like just to look at three things, four things, excuse me. Uh, we're going to look at the potter, the response, the attack, and the prayer. Four things this afternoon uh, here. So let's start, <clears throat> well let's pray and then we'll, we'll jump into it as uh, verse 1 says, that the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying. And so there's your intro. And uh, we're going to look at what the Lord told Jeremiah uh, and, and, and so on from there. Lord, thank you for letting us be here today. We thank you for just a wonderful morning in your house. We're thankful for the Zarellas being here and us getting to hear their burden for the ministry you've called them to in Japan. And God, I pray that as we um, finish out our, our day uh, at church, Lord, that you would help us to learn from your word and uh, continue to learn from the example that has been given to us so that we can be what you want us to be, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Look in verse number 2, and let's read a few verses. It says, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I, Jeremiah, went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again an, uh, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. So you understand what that is. He's making something, the potter is, and as he's making it, it kind of messed up. What he was trying to make, he couldn't make anymore. So it messed up, and when it messed up, he just reformed it into something different. He changed what it was, the outcome, what it was going to be. Now it's something different. Verse 5, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in, the, in mine hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up and to pull down and to destroy it? If the nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I have thought to do unto them. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it do evil in my sight? that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. So you see here, God is telling Jeremiah, now go tell the people. He sent him, first of all, to the potter's house. He said, go to the potter's house and I'm going to tell you something. So he goes to the potter's house and he's watching as the potters make this, uh, this vessel. It gets marred, so he reshapes it into something different. Then God says, all right, now isn't this the, the they said, this is the picture I want you to see. I am the potter. The nation of Israel is the vessel that I'm making, and I can do the exact same thing with the nation as this potter did with the vessel that he was making. And so he talks about if they obey, then they can be one thing, and if they disobey, then God can make them into something different and turn them into, as he says there in verse number 10, if it do evil in my sight that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. We, we think a lot of times because we're, there's other passages in Scripture where we talk about the potter and the clay, and God is the potter, 
and we are the clay, and God can form and mold and, and make us into beautiful, useful things. God can, as the potter oftentimes does when he's making something, can also say, this is not useful, and he breaks it down and then begins to reshape. See, the nation of Israel at this time was an idolatrous nation. It was a wicked nation. It was a nation uh, consistently disobeying God, not just occasionally, but all the time, just disobeying God. And we've seen, we're in chapter 18, and we see God's uh, opportunities that he's giving to them to repent, repent. God is not like us where we are quick to judge, where we are quick to get angry and say, fine, I'm done with it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't know if you've ever been there in different areas in your life before, but where you're doing something and, and you're dealing with people and then you just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't have time for this. Um, I've done that many times in my life. You know, this isn't worth my effort. It isn't worth my, my, uh, my work. I'm just, I, don't need, I don't need to put up with this, so I don't. You see, God is patient. Long-suffering is the word that is oftentimes used about God. Being long-suffering, being patient, being loving, all that works together to God's consistent offering of repent, 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 repent. Do right. Do as I told you to do. Get right. Stop doing all these bad things, but not just stop doing them like in your heart. Truly turn to me. Look to me as your God. And we see them consistently refuse to. So that's the potter, number two. We see their response in verse 11. He gives the message to Jeremiah. Jeremiah shares it with the people. Verse 11. Now therefore go, speak to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying... Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I frame evil against you, and devise a device against you. Return ye now, every one, from his evil way, and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, There is no hope, but we will walk after our own devices. We will every one do the imagination of his evil heart. Isn't that an interesting response? God saying, I can do to you what the, the potter did to the vessel, uh, and their response is, what's the point? This is as truthful as they've been to this point. Said, what's the point of returning to you now? We're just eventually going to slide back away. We're not going to consistently serve you. We're not going to consistently follow you. We're not going to consistently obey you. And so they say, there's no hope. We'll walk after our own devices, and everyone will do... Uh, whatever their evil heart pleases. What an interesting response to God. We talk about all the time not, um, not comprehending who God is and truly understanding who God is and what God is capable of, and that's exactly the situation that they were in too. They have the, uh, the creator of the universe, the most powerful, I'll use the word being, that has ever existed, that will ever exist. They had God telling them, basically giving them, you know, you can do good, and I'm going to do good to you. You can do evil, and it's not going to turn out well for you. And their response was, well, there's no point. What, there's no hope. We're just going to do whatever we want. A lot of Christians still do that today, where they consistently hear God saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Run from that. Return from that. Do this, do right, obey. You say, yeah, I just don't want to. What's the point? I can do right right now, but it'll only last for a month. I can do right right now, but it'll only last until the next hardship comes, and then I know I'm just going to run away from you again, so what's the point? 
Well, that's a bad attitude to have. It's a wrong mindset to have. It's not dependence on God to help you with victory. But that was their response. Then they have a, uh, an attack that they, they do. Look in verse 18. It says, Then said they, Come and let us devise devices against Jeremiah. For the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. <laughs> they don't like what God's saying, so what do they say? Let's go get Jeremiah. They're not going to kill Jeremiah. That's not their plan in this instance. They said, let us smite him with the tongue. They're going to um, go after his reputation. Now look in verse 23. Yet, Lord, thou knowest all their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin uh, from thy sight, but let them be overthrown before thee. Deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. Jeremiah sees the attacks coming. But I find it interesting that their attack is on the prophet of God. As it says, they understand, you know, it's, we're going to keep getting these messages. <laughs> so let's go after the person, the messenger. It says, and let us not give heed to any of his words. Whose words were they? They weren't Jeremiah's words. They were God's words. Tells us that in verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying. It says that in verse number uh, 5. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying. <clears throat> Jeremiah is just saying what God's telling him to say. And they're saying, we don't want to hear it. We can't, we can't shut God up, so let's, let's just take care of Jeremiah. Find a way to get him to stop passing on these messages from God. <clears throat> that leads us to Jeremiah's prayer. Look in verse 19. Give heed to me, O Lord, and hearken to the voice of them that contend with me. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop before I, before I finish this. We see their reaction was uh, that of vengeance, was that of anger. And we've talked about this before, but if you think back to Jonah's message to Nineveh, and how cruel of a nation Nineveh was. They didn't say, let's go get Jonah for giving us that message. No, they accepted the word from God. And they repented and they got right. And they had revival amongst the nation. Yet God's own people continued to reject it. Now on to Jeremiah's prayer. Give heed to me, O Lord, and hearken to the voice of them that contend with me. Shall evil be recompensed for good? For they have digged a pit for my soul. Remember that... I stood before thee to speak good for them and to turn away thy wrath from them. Remember Jeremiah saying, I, I defended them. I came to you and asked for mercy. I came to you and asked for forgiveness. Verse 21, Therefore deliver up their children to the, to the famine, pour out their blood by the force of the sword, that their wives be reaved of, uh, of their children, be reaved of their children, and be widows, and let their men be put to death, let their young be slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses when they all shout, uh, bring a troop suddenly upon them, for they have digged a pit to take me and hid snares for my feet. Yet, Lord, thou knowest all their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin from thy sight, but let them be overthrown before thee. Deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. Jeremiah is looking at, this is not the first time Jeremiah's been threatened. He said, God, I've, I've spoken for these people. I've begged you to forgive them. I've begged you to spare them. 
And here they come back at me again. He said, Lord, the shortened version of it, do with them what you will. Let them be punished for their sin. They're not going to turn. Now, God doesn't need Jeremiah to tell him this. Jeremiah just finally says, Lord, I give up. You can look through Psalms and you can see David's prayers against his enemies. At some point, his enemy was his own son. And you can see David's, uh, fear might be the wrong word, but David's understanding of the situation he was in, knowing that he needed God's help and couldn't do anything without it. Jeremiah here was someone who loved his country, loved the people in his country. It wasn't just family, it was friends and neighbors, all those sorts of things. And, and for, for months, Jeremiah's praying and asking God to spare, to spare, to spare. Jeremiah now standing here in chapter 18 and says, punish them. Punish them for their sin. Let the enemies come and slay, slay all the men. Let the women mourn for the loss of their husbands and of their sons. And I'll say this again, because we'll see Jeremiah, we'll see his, his temperament shift a, a little bit, but um, he's actually going to be imprisoned, I think, in chapter 20. Um, but may we not ever fall into this category. And listen, it can be discouraging. But let us not fall into the category where we say, God, just be done with it. I truly believe that a Christian ought to always be praying for mercy. I truly believe that a Christian ought to be always praying. And you can argue with me, and that's fine. You can disagree with me. I, I, that's fine. But we're so quick to say, God, just judge it. I know I've said this recently, but I'll say it again. We need to get closers on those doors. Um, i say it again. I hope that we're praying that God will bring revival to our country and that we're not praying that God will just strike it down. I don't know about you, but I know that I haven't done enough. That there's more work to get done. We can't do that if God comes back today. Then our work is done. And God will do what he wants to do on his timing, and God's timing is always right. I'm not arguing that. But we should be praying for revival forgiveness for mercy don't fall into that that depression mode that that jeremiah and i understand it i don't i'm not blaming jeremiah i'm not saying that i would have done it differently than jeremiah i'm not saying that i'm better than jeremiah anything like that i don't blame him but looking being able to look back on it now i can say hey jeremiah should have kept on god show mercy god protect me god take care of me god god help me bring revival and uh, we just have to be careful because Jeremiah was faithful, right? I, I, I'm not calling Jeremiah unfaithful. Jeremiah was faithful to pray for his people. Jeremiah loved his people. Jeremiah mourned for his people. We should do the same. And we're at election time. This week is the election. Who knows when we'll know everything, but no matter what happens, don't go, oh, everything's fine. And don't go, oh, everything's in trouble. Because no man makes everything fine or everything in trouble.
look to God, and no matter what happens, pray for revival. Because I'm telling you, and I think you agree with me, we need it. So don't fall into the same thing that, that uh, Jeremiah did. We see the potter. It's an important picture to remember. God's hands mold and make everything. We see the uh, response of the people. Uh, they're just saying there's no hope. And what's the point? We're just going to do what we want. We saw the attacks on Jeremiah. We saw Jeremiah's prayer, which got a little dark. Let's pray for light. Because God says, whatsoever you ask in my name, I hear it, I'll give. So let's pray for revival and let God give it to us. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for the opportunity we have to come and and spend time together. It's such an encouragement uh, when we are here and to be able to talk with each other and and, uh, spend time fellowshipping. We're so thankful to getting to know uh, new folks between the missionaries and the guests that were with us. God, I pray that you would continue to use this place to be a place of hope, a place of encouragement, a place of teaching, or a place of growth. God, I pray that you would help us in this room today. We'd be faithful to pray for our country. God, you've placed us here, and you've given us uh, the neighbors that you've given us, the communities that you've placed us in. God, now use us to be a part of revival. And God, today we humbly ask you to spare our country, to spare our world, and God, that you would come in and move, move amongst our community, amongst our state, amongst our country, Lord, in a way that you've not moved before. May we see a true revival, a turning to you, a turning away from ourselves. But God, we can't have revival simply on our own. We need you. So God, today we ask for that. Help us this week. Help us to be the light that we should be. Help us to be aware of the comments that we're making. Lord, help us to truly love our neighbor. And God, I pray that this week you would give us full confidence in you. Lord, that we would not be dependent on people. God, that we would not assume the the world is over uh, in certain outcomes. God, help us just to lean confidently on you this week. Lord, we love you and we thank you for what you've given us. We thank you for this country that you've given us. We often take for granted the freedoms that we have. And God, I pray that we would truly praise you. Lord, that we would always remember your goodness to us. Lord, thank you for the good number in church today. So great to see you continuing to bless with new people, with returning visitors. And God, I pray that you'd help us to be a church that is loving, kind, and warm for those that come in. But more importantly, God, I pray that you'd use us to be a church that truly impacts our community with your word. So help us to do that this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're back Wednesday night at 7. If you can join us, we'd love to have you. Uh, then don't forget about love offering next week. Uh, I don't even know if love offering is the right word for it, but for the Tolsons um, as they're raising money to purchase a building. And then uh, a Thanksgiving meal coming up on the 22nd. As well, you can reach out to Sarah. She should be here next week, but you can reach out to Sarah if you haven't already um, talked with her. And, uh, again, we understand that with everything that's going on, um, if you're not comfortable to stick around at a potluck, it's, it, it's okay. We won't. That's fine. But uh, if you are willing, 
We'd love everybody to be there. It's always a great time to spend time together, and uh, we will we will be cautious with with cleanliness and all that kind of stuff, which hopefully we are anyhow, but uh, but we will uh, as well with that. Lord bless you. Thank you all so much for being here today, and uh, we'll see you again soon. If anything, please let us know. Let's be dismissed. 34. Yeah. <laughs> Did you count yourself? Did you count yourself? <laughs>